Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. to see you. Hey, would you please help me with, <clears throat> please help me welcome in all of our locations right now. Everybody watching online, we want to welcome you to Celebration Church. want to welcome you into our experience here. And before I get into today's message, I do want to remind all of our Sub 30 crowd that Carrie and I will be speaking at Sub 30 this Wednesday night as well going to do a little bit of a part two, kind of a more dating focus of what I'm talking about today. So make sure you're there for that. And then, come on, ladies. I mean, I want to go to sisterhood after that announcement. I mean, it is going to be a great night here on Thursday night for all of our girls. So make sure that you're part of that. How many of you enjoyed Cy last weekend, huh? Is he he awesome? He's got such a a powerful message and a powerful testimony. And you know, I love what Sai says. Sai says that our history is different, but our humanity is the same. And that's what we've learned over this past week as we've kind of gotten into this sex rehab series that we've learned that, you know, sexuality, and we'll see it again today, it's something that we all have to learn how to steward We have to learn how to have good sexual stewardship because that desire for sex, that is a good good desire given to us by God. And when our sexual desire and when our sexual behavior gets out of control, that's kind of like a good thing gone bad. You know what I'm saying? And so you can think of, 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 of sex, you know, it's like, it's like a fire. So the same fire that can be used to heat and light a home and bring warmth and bring comfort, that same fire can also burn down a house if it's not in its right place, if it's not contained in, in the right setup. Are, are you seeing what I'm saying? And so I want to make sure as we get into the message today that everyone understands that <clears throat> Sexual desire, strong sexual desire, that's a, that's a God-given gift. It just needs to be stewarded properly. So we're going to look at that uh, today. And You know, I was, um, I was praying earlier this week, and I was studying, and I was looking at some really discouraging statistics, you know, talking about how many people commit adultery and how many men are, you know, what they estimate addicted to porn and teenagers, the age they start getting involved, all that stuff. And it was like really just discouraging. And man, I really feel like kind of God interrupted me in that process and said, Stovall, I want you to, I want you kind of take a different focus this week. And, uh, and we are, this is really just a two-part series, size message last week and my message this week. And God said, I, I, wanna, I want you to take a different focus, and here's what I want you to tell people today. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Stovall, how, how in the world, I'm a single person, I'm 30 years old, I mean, with everything I'm, I'm bombarded with and, and my, my desires and all this kind of stuff, like, do you really expect me to stay sexually pure until marriage? I mean, can, can I really do that? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. 
Stovall, you don't understand my past. You don't understand what's going on in my life. And I mean, come, come on. I mean, with with the media and the movies and the internet and the porn and all the all the d- devices and the images just everywhere, everywhere. Can I can I really keep my eyes pure? Can I can I really stay sexually pure in this day and age with everything out there? Some things I, I have no control over. Yes, you can. I'm on an assignment. I'm on an assignment today from the Holy Spirit to tell you, thus saith the Lord, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because Christ in you is stronger than the wrong desires in you. And the fire of God is stronger than the fire of lust. And I'm telling you, if we will understand the power that we have in Jesus, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, in this next half hour or so, God, help us to lean in and help us to understand. Lord, renew our minds and enlighten our hearts. God, help us to truly believe what you're saying to us today. Yes, you can. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. And amen. I just want to encourage everybody here today. And remind everyone that God has not set you up for failure. God doesn't ask you for something. He doesn't ask you to obey something. He doesn't expect you to do something without equipping you with the power to do it. And for some reason, when it comes to the area of, of, of sex and sexuality and sexual behavior and all that, it's kind of like, well, we can kind of believe that, you know, in God's word that, that God has set us up to be successful in, 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 in other areas in our life. But this one area, this is just too hard. It's just too hard. There's too much temptation out there. There's too many images out there, it's the culture, it's the media, it's society, it's, it's all the things coming against us. And so somehow we have this belief that, you know, in other areas of our life, in, in Jesus, we can be successful, but in this area, we're just going to kind of have to compromise and do the best we can. But I want to tell you today that God... And the Holy Spirit, if you'll learn how to stay connected to the right source, you'll start to realize that God has set you up to be successful in this area as well. And God does not require things of us that we cannot do, but you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus and I'm telling you that, that, that this generation and our culture, this, this didn't, didn't catch God by surprise. God's not looking down at the world now and saying, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have created man with that strong of sexual desire. Like maybe, you know, man, I didn't know this was coming. 
No, I'll tell you this. Listen, where sin abounds, grace that much more abounds. And what we learn when we begin to connect to God and when we begin to abide in him, what we learn is that we might want other things, but God is truly all that we need. And I'm telling you that Christ in you is stronger than the wrong desires in you. And when it comes to sexual sin and sexual behavior, can you obey God? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Look what Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 4. Four and five. Jesus says, abide in me. Everybody say abide. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So in this verse, in verse four of John 15, Jesus is talking about how important it is if we're going to be successful in our walk with God and successful in any area of our life, he's talking about how important it is to be in the right position. Everybody say position. Jesus saying there's this position. You've got to abide in me, and this position is crucial for everything else to function in your life, for you to be set up for success. This position is crucial. He's talking about abiding in me. Then look at the... Next verse here, verse 5. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, look at this, bears much fruit. Not just bears fruit, bears much fruit. Bears a lot of fruit. And we're going to take a look in a few moments at the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to take, get a look at what holiness looks like. When, you know, the Bible says, be, be holy, God says, be holy as I'm holy. What does holiness look like? What does Christ-likeness look like? What does maturity look like? We're going to look in just a second in Galatians chapter 5 at what holiness looks like. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know what one of those fruits is? Self-control. And Jesus says, look, you learn how to abide in me. You will not only bear fruit, you'll bear a lot of fruit. You think you don't have any self-control? No, just the opposite. I'll not only give you self-control, I'll give you a lot of self-control. You think that you're just going to have to deal with this and semi-manage this? No, you are more than a conqueror than Christ Jesus. I'll teach you how to overcome. I'll teach you about my power. You're like, Stovall, you, you don't understand, man. This thing, this sexual thing, th this deal, man, this is, this, this is a huge problem. It's always been, been, been a problem in my life. It's, it's a big problem. So here's what we don't realize many times experiencing God's power is disguised as a problem. So many times we're looking at something as just a problem and not realizing, no, 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 that is an opportunity to experience God's power. It's just disguised as a problem. Can I preach for just a little bit? Think about Moses in the Red Sea, right? Here's the children of Israel. What God's bringing them out of Egypt, right? Salvation. Here they come. They're, they're coming out of Egypt. Man, there's salvation. But man, here's all these problems. They get to the Red Sea. Here comes the Egyptians. Man, God hadn't set us up for success. He's given us some good things, but man, God, he must have forgot about this. 
Here comes the Egyptians. There's a Red Sea. It's a huge problem. What are we going to do? All they saw was a problem. What they didn't realize was, no, they were about to experience God's power. That experience was just disguised as a problem. See, you don't realize that some of the problems that you're facing right now whether it's a sexual issue, whether it's any other issue, it's, it's some type of weakness that you have, you don't realize that that very thing is, is, is if, if you look closely, here's what I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that that is an opportunity for you to experience the power of God and it's just being disguised as a problem right now. I'm telling you there is power in your problem if you will realize that if you stay abiding in Jesus, I'm telling you anything's possible. But apart from him, you can do nothing. So watch this, watch this. Jesus says what? Verse 4. Abide in me. He talks about our position. Everybody say position. Verse 5, he says this. He says, okay, you abide in me. You're in the right position. So, so, so here's what can happen. You can bear much fruit. But then he goes on to say, but apart from me, you don't abide from me. You can do nothing. In verse 4, he's talking about our position. In verse 5, he's talking about our condition. And what we do as followers of Jesus, so many times we want a better condition, but we're not in the right position. Amen. And what Jesus is saying is if you want a better condition, that is totally dependent on you being in the right position. Jesus is saying, look, if you want a better condition, if you want more fruit, if you want self-control, if you want that kind of power, I'm telling you, that condition is available to you, but it is only available to you if you will get in the right position, and that's learning how to abide in me. You know what that word abide means? I love this. It means stay put, like, like emphatic, like stay put, just stay Stay put. Uh, 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 it, stays, it means stay put. Stay connected. Stay in place. So many times we think about our lives. We even think about our relationship with God. Come on, we want to move forward. We're moving forward. Go, go, go. Go into all the world. We're moving. We're going. God's saying this, before you move, before you learn how to go, you better learn how to stay. And you're going, you better be staying. What does that mean? Stay in place. So watch this. So watch this. So think about the areas or the, the source, the connections that God has for you that help us to what? To abide, to stay in place in our relationship with Jesus, to stay trusting in our relationship with Jesus, to stay connected in our relationship with Jesus. So that's why, what, that's why we preach so hard at celebration about what? About having a daily time with God. Am I right? about having a daily Devo. Because we all know the first thing that we do or that we're supposed to do when we get up in the morning is we get up in the morning and we immediately get on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, right? Wrong! Come on, who need? come on, it's come to Jesus time. Who needs to get, who's ready to confess right now? You, 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 that you're used to starting your day off with social media. Come on, raise the hands. Come on, come on, come on. The struggle's real. Struggle's real. I got you. 
No, not with social media, but what, what do we talk about? Look, 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 we want to start our day by staying in place. So come on, we stay connected to the word. We stay connected through prayer. So we get in, we have our chapter a day, we pray. You know what we do? We start our day by staying. People think, I'll start my day by leaving. No, you start your day by staying. Come on, you, you need to, I, I got to preach somewhere up in that. Come on, help me out, Jeff. Come on, come on. When you start, you better stay or you're going to pay the rest of your day. Yeah. That's why, listen, 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 listen. Watch, watch. So we stay in the word. Think of other places you got to stay in. Remember the battles in the mind. So we stay in the word. We stay in church, right? Come on, how many of you admit right now, you, you, you get out of church for a while. You know, you start thinking the wrong things. Come on, you start going the wrong places. You start hanging out with the wrong crowd. That's why we stay in church. Mentally, watch, watch our mind. Remember the, the, the battlefield is the mind. What do we do? We got to stay in the blood of Jesus. You mess up, you mess up in sexual sin, whatever it is. You got, you, got to, you got to know I'm staying in the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has forgiven me all of my sins. That's my problem with the church, the way the church used to pre preach on sex and all that kind of stuff. You know what they do? They shame people. Shame is the source as to why people are in sin and sexual sin in the first place. You're preaching them right back into bondage. People can't change in shame. I'm going to preach that for a little bit. That's why, what, what, what it got, remember Adam? Adam and, and Eve messed up. What'd they do? They went hidden. They all naked, back behind the bush. <laughs> Would have been the first naked movie, I guess, if it was filmed. <laughs> God comes down, watch, watch. So it's, God comes down, Adam, he's ashamed. He's hiding in the bushes. <laughs> and God comes down, he's like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And Adam's like, I was, I was naked and I'm afraid, so I'm, I'm hiding. I'm in shame. Here's what God knows. You can't change in shame. You can't get free in shame. If you stay hiding in your sin and in your shame, it's only going to get worse. See, the enemy wants to keep you in the bushes. He wants to keep you in the dark. He wants to make you feel like there's something really, really wrong with you. I'm here to tell you today, there's nothing wrong with you. You have sexual desire like anybody else. And I'm here to tell you today that God is coming to you like he came to Adam. You know what he said to Adam? He's like, all right, come on. Come on out. Come on out, son. Just get out from behind the bushes because you know what? I, I can't help you there. 
You can't change in shame. You need to know, Adam, that I love you no matter what. Whether you behave well or not, I love you anyway. And I love you so much, I don't want to see you keep hurting yourself and stay in that shame out there in those bushes. So here's what we're going to do. Watch this. Watch this. He gets Adam out of the bushes, and he teaches him and all of us a lesson. He says, now listen, I'm God. I'm kind of bridging here, but just follow me. He says, now Adam, I'm God, and I'm a just God. And so your sin does have to be punished. But I love you so much, I'm going to provide a substitute of punishment for your sin. So I'm going to get this animal over here, and we're going to kill this animal, not because God likes killing animals, okay, but because God is teaching a lesson here that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Someone does have to pay for that transgression, Adam, because I'm a holy God, and I'm a perfect God, and to dwell with me, there must be, there must be holiness. So here's what I want you to see. I love you so much, you don't have to suffer the punishment for your sin, but somebody else does. And he slayed the animal and put animal skins on them. And from that day forward, they begin to walk with God again. You see, here's what you need to understand. Jesus Christ came as your sacrifice over 2,000 years ago. And all your stuff and all your sin and all, all that kind of stuff, can I tell you this? There, there does have to be a punishment for it. But Jesus suffered that punishment for you because God loves you so much. And he wants you to come out, come out from behind those bushes, and he wants you to know that he loves you and he's for you and that if you understand how to get connected to the right source, yes, you can. You can overcome. You can be who God's called you to be. I wish somebody would give a clap up in here for the blood of Jesus. So we stay in the blood of Jesus. Where else do we stay? We stay in the grace of God. God's for us. Well, man, I, I, I mean, God just doesn't tolerate you. Like God's, he's actually in love with you. He's for you. He wants to help you. What, what else? We have the word of God. Come on. We have the word. The Bible says that this word, that, that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, that this word is, is living. Everybody say living. It's living and it's active. This, this word is so powerful. This word is nuclear. I know I preached this before, but do you realize this? Remember Jesus, because Philippians 2 talks about that when he came to earth, he emptied himself of his divinity. He came as a man anointed of the Holy Spirit. The devil came to tempt Jesus. Ever thought about this? The devil could only take three scriptures. Jesus defeated the devil with three scriptures. Here's what I would think. I mean, if I don't know that's going on, and I, I mean, I would think, I mean, the devil could at least take like five, right? I'd be thinking like the devil could maybe take like nine or ten scriptures, you know, before he finally backed off. 
three scriptures. Jesus brought the word. Listen to me. You might have weaknesses, but oh, you've got a weapon. You've got the word of God, and you can defeat the enemy with three scriptures. We got the family of God. How about that one? I mean, look at all these great people. Look at all these messed up people. <laughs> but you know what? We're in it together. We're following God together. We're not perfect. But you know what? We're not fake. And we're going to be authentic. And we're going to be real. We're not going to hide this stuff under the rug. But we're going to say, no, this, man, this is a real issue. But you know what? Together, yes, we can. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna find connection. We're going to get in community groups. We're going to do it together as a family. It's like one big AA meeting, but not everybody's an alcoholic, but it's like SA. It's like Sinners Anonymous, like a, but, but we don't really care about being anonymous because Jesus says everybody's one. You know, one of those sinners. We got the family. Got, look, you got like the greatest pastor in the world. <laughs> I tell you what you do have, though, and you need to remember this. And you need to remember anybody that you bring to church, you, you need to let them know this. Listen, listen, there, there, there is no shame in anybody's game. Amen. I'm telling you, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what you're wearing. I don't care what you're involved in. I'm telling you that there is a place for you right here. I'm telling that you that you are accepted in this house. I'm telling with all your issues and with all your baggage and with all your struggles, I'm, tell, I'm saying welcome home. Come on in. Well, we, 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 we're all in this together. Man. We got the word of God. We got the family of God. Come on, we got the power of praise. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, we're gonna here's we're gonna stay connected. We're gonna stay connected. What you doing up there? <laughs> you better watch it, McDuffie. Hey, no, I'm preaching the message in reverse. I'll just call y'all out. I'm way off my notes. We're just gonna roll with it. They're they're following my notes. He's almost finished. I ain't done. Look, so we're staying connected to the Word. We're staying connected to the grace of God. We're staying connected to the blood of Jesus. That's abiding. We're abiding in our Devo time. We're abiding in the family of God. Are you following me? Look, we're abiding. We, we, we got the power of praise. Come on, when you come in here, you might have had a terrible week. You come in here, you just turn your worry into some worship. You know that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Listen, don't let the devil take your praise. Don't let a bad week steal your praise. Don't let him think that you're not worthy to come to the throne of God. The Bible says that by the blood of Jesus, come on, we have boldness. We have confidence to come to his throne. We got access. Sometimes you can praise yourself free. And we got the power of prayer. Jesus, you know what Jesus said? If you abide in me and my words in you, we're talking about abiding. You abide in me and my words in you, guess what? You can ask me anything. 
and it'll be done. See, the reason that our prayers are amiss is because we're too focused on our condition and we're not focused enough on our position. We in the right position, the condition will take care of itself. Now look, did they give yo-yos ponchos? Did they, they didn't give y'all the, where's your, I gotta do this. This is part of the, they didn't give y'all, they didn't tell y'all. I have to, listen, there, we have some ponchos. Wait, come on, Wyatt, you got, y'all got to be on it, man. I'll send a praise team out. These people ain't got their ponchos on. But here's, here, we got, y'all can change back there. I got to do this. That's a lovely dress. It'll dry. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I, I got to do it. This is part of my sermon illustration. So get ready, duck. You ready, set? Man, no water. You know why there's no water coming out of this hose? Because it's not connected to the source. Watch this, watch this. Did I fool y'all? No, y'all know. It's just, but watch this. See, many times, watch, watch. Here's, here's what we do as believers. We're, we're trying to water this. We're trying to put fires out. We're trying to improve our condition. We want to be free. We want to live the abundant life. And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to have that fulfillment in my life. I want to experience that joy. It's not working. It's not working. No, you're just not connected to the source. See, watch this. Jesus said what? Jesus said, I'm the vine. You're the what? You're the branches. We're the hose. We're just a conduit. And man, you might be a good looking hose on the outside. You got your shiny lime green on. You got a, you got a, just a killer nozzle, whatever. You might look good, but what did Jesus say? Hey, if you're not hooked up to the source, you're not abiding to me. If you're not connected to the source, you really can't do anything, but what? But when you're connected to the source, you get that hooked up to the living waters of the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, all things are possible. All of a sudden, the water's flowing. See, 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 we want a better condition, but God's saying, man, you gotta focus on your position. Mm. Look what holiness looks like. Right here, go to Galatians. Galatians, where are you at? Look what Paul says here. Okay, here's what we're gonna do right here for our last few moments. What we're gonna do is we're gonna look at Galatians 5, 16 through 25. Let me tell you what's awesome about this. This is what holiness looks like. We're talking about what does it mean to be holy? 
this is what holiness looks like. This is what Christ-likeness looks like. This demonstrated on a consistent basis is what maturity looks like, okay? Now, it's very important to understand he's going to talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's the same fruit that Jesus is talking about in John chapter 15. Remember this. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when we look at holiness in our lives, I want you to remember this. Holiness is a fruit of salvation. It's not a root of salvation. Okay? It's a fruit of salvation. It's not a root of salvation. In other words, practicing these things, doing these things, when it gets, that doesn't save you. Come on, the blood of Jesus saved you. And now you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and you're connected to the source, now you have an opportunity to be a conduit and to experience God's holiness and to experience the fruit of the Holy Spirit, okay? So look what it says here. It says, I say then walk in the Spirit. That's another word for abiding. Walk in the Spirit. Same type of language. It means to stay connected, stay, stay plugged in. Jesus says my words are spirit and my words are Life. It's talking about staying in the word, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Can anybody relate to that? So here's what he's talking about here. We talked about this a few years ago. Okay, there's this, a few years ago, a few weeks ago. There's this battle on the inside of us, okay? So we, we all have these desires, and we have sexual desires and we have these things working on the underneath in us. And many times that what we believe or what we want to do, our actions don't line up with that. We talked about that a few weeks ago when I said, you know, that many times our, our, our theology is right. What we believe, we know what to do or not to do. However, our psychology, our decisions our behavior does not line up with our theology, okay? So once again, the apostle Paul is trying to bridge this gap of what we believe, follow me, and how we behave, okay? And he's explaining the key thing to that is learning how to abide or learning how to stay in Jesus and in these connection points that we've talked about, okay? He says, look, if you were led by the Spirit, Abiding in Christ, you are not under the law. Here's what he's saying. This is all in Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8, okay? This is very, very important to understand. Listen, 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 listen. Just because something is wrong, the fact that it is wrong doesn't give you any power to do what's right. Let me say this again. Just because something is wrong, the fact that it is wrong, something being wrong in itself doesn't really give you any power to do what is right. That's why the law was so ineffective. That's why the apostle Paul said, actually, the law brings the power of sin. Paul said, once I saw the commandment, thou shalt not it, that thou shalt not actually kind of stirred a desire in me to do the very thing I don't want to do. It's something about human 
nature. Paul's saying, just look, if you're under the law, if you're trying to live life by the thou shalt not, it will never work because just because something is wrong, that doesn't give you the power to do what's right. So let me help you out here. Can I preach? Can I preach? Can I preach? So let me help you out here. Okay. You know what you're doing is wrong. That's good. But it doesn't give you any power to do the right thing. So you just need to be free in that. Okay. That's what he's saying right here. Some of y'all are doing the very thing that you don't want to do. And it's, this is really a thing of freedom. He's saying, I want everybody to understand here. You're doing the wrong thing. You know it's wrong. Because you know it's wrong, that doesn't give you any power to do what's right. Okay? So that's why, watch this. That's why. Are we, can I preach long today? Come on, it's a, it's a holiday weekend. Let me just preach. Come on, we don't, I, we don't have to turn around the parking lot. Hey, who likes all the cu- cu- uh, curbs out there? Y'all going to get out of here so quick. That's right. We're doing some night construction here at Celebration. Blowing up curbs and making new lanes. Okay, so I can have five minutes? That was so weak. All right, I'll... I'll. Listen, listen. Okay, watch. Watch, watch. I'm coming back. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back right here to the lust of the flesh in just a second. Let me tell you something about the law. Matthew chapter 5. Okay, this is why in Matthew chapter 5, this is a chapter where Jesus says, hey, you know, you heard it was said, don't kill anybody, and that's good, but you know if you are angry at your brother without a cause, you're committing murder in your heart. That's where Jesus goes on to say, he says, hey, you guys think you're doing good because you haven't technically committed adultery? Well, let me tell you, if you look upon a woman and lust after her in your heart, you've committed adultery already. You've, you've heard, you know, to keep your oaths and your vows. I'm telling you, if you swear at all, you've already broken your vow to God. Okay, he's just like, you know what he's doing? He's showing them that the law doesn't have any power to help you do what's right. The law can't save. The thou shalt not can't help you live holy. Are you following me? That's why he finally kind of ends that. That's why he says, okay, look, if you're, if you're trying to get to heaven by the law, if you're trying to be made righteous by just knowing that this is wrong, well, you might as well pluck your eye out. If your eye's causing you to sin, go ahead, pluck it out. It'll be better for you to enter into life, go to heaven with one eye, right? Than two eyes going to hell. Oh, you're, you're, if your hand's causing you to sin, go ahead, cut it off. It's better, you to go to, it's better for you to go to heaven than have two hands go to hell. Jesus is not really advocating that. What he's saying is it is impossible. If you're trying to correct your behavior... If you're trying to improve your condition by just focusing on how wrong that that is, it will never work. That's what he was telling the people who were trying to be made righteous by the law. You might as well just poke your eyes out, cut your hands off, and that won't even work. What he was saying is the law has no power to save. So let me free you up. You're doing wrong, and you know it's wrong. Welcome to humanity. That's okay. Let's stop focusing on how wrong it is. Let's stop focusing on how bad our condition is. And let's start focusing on getting in the right position. 
Let's stop focusing on what we don't have and let's start focusing on what we do have. You've got the Holy Spirit. You've got the Word of God. You've got a church family who loves you no matter how jacked up you are. Yes, you can. Just turn to somebody near you and say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because you know this message really isn't for you. It's for your friend, right? Or it's just for my... You're fine. I get it. I get it. You're good. <laughs> turn to your neighbor. Tell him to stay. Abide. You got to stay. You got to stay. Tell him to stay. Not like you tell your dog. I saw some of you are like, stay, stay Rover. No. <laughs> Look. Now watch this. Let me help you out. Look at this. The works of the flesh are evident. Are you ready? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, cleanness, lewdness. Top four. All sexual. Do you feel a little bit better? See, God, God knew. He gave us that strong desire for sex. So he knows human behavior, when it gets outside of him, Guess where it's going to gravitate to right off the bat? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. God knew that. So here's what, so let me help you out here as well. Your sexual situation, all right, and your desire for that, like I said before, it's, that's, that's normal. What God wants us to learn is how to have self-control, how to have boundaries, and he wants us to learn how to make sure as we're building that fire that it's built in a safe and contained place that'll bring life and heat and health and not destroy us. Can I have a good amen? Some of us, some of us, man, we lighten fires all over the place. You know what I'm saying? What if you invited me over to your house and said, hey, Stoel, come on, let's, let's build a fire. It's cold. Spilled a fire. What if I went over there and I was like, all right, yeah, great. I brought me some wood. And I just start going your living room, throwing wood out. Said, lighter flute. Woo! Hey, praise. We having a fire. Lighter fluid all over the place. Then I go back. I'm throwing matches everywhere. Lighter. Bam. The house goes up. Watch, watch. But we were cold. But we wanted a fire, right? We needed a fire. See, some of you feel like you have no control over your sexual situation and you're just starting fires everywhere and you're just spreading things everywhere. Listen, God knows you're cold. If you learn how to hook up to the fire of the Holy Spirit, he can keep you warm until you get to the place where you can build a fire in the fireplace that has the right containment that can help you and not hurt you. Look at the rest of them. Idolatry, sorcery. By the way, that word sorcery, it's pharmacia, where we get the word pharmacy from. So it doesn't mean, you know, you carry around a voodoo doll, somebody you don't like, and you're poking pins in it. It really, speaking of drug abuse, pills are good, pills are good, only when they're prescribed by a doctor, and you do them according to what the prescription says. Okay. Sorcery, hatreds, contentions, jealousies. This is one's for you, McDuffie. Outburst of wrath. <laughs> Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, 
envy. I seen some of you, what y'all been looking at? Get that shoe. Y'all been envying my Adidas Calabar Mint. Murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Some of y'all, you're a party monster. You need to tone it down. You don't have to be a party monster every weekend. It can't be every weekend you're going to party like it's 1999. You need to change that theme song. It's 2017. As I told you, as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what he's talking about here is practice such things. This is, this is a willful lifestyle. It's not talking about what he's talking about at the top where he says, look, you're struggling with these things. He says, this kind of behavior, I want to remind, these are the behaviors, these are the willful lifestyles that people have who don't know Jesus. But once you get connected to Jesus, God expects a different outcome because you're connected now to a different source. Okay, so now look, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I'm almost done. Everybody say fruit. Here we go. Here's what holiness looks like. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. That one's for you too, McDuffie. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Look at the last thing, self-control. Aren't you glad that self-control is not the first thing? Here's what God is doing. God's saying this. You focus on abiding in me. Don't focus on your condition. Yes, you have weaknesses. Yes, you know it's wrong now. Yes, it's hurting you. And God will get to that. But what I need you to make sure before anything else is that you're focused on your position, that you're abiding and connected to me because look what God wants you to do. God wants you to know how much he loves you. The reason that we get into sin, sexual sin, or any type of sin mostly in the first place is because we're looking for love and affirmation in the wrong place. Then we meet Jesus, and then we realize we have a heavenly father, and we realize that that desire that we've been trying to fill with bad sources and the wrong type of affirmation, we can actually only get from God. So watch, as we learn to receive God's love, we love him because he first loved us. So what happens is when you abide in Jesus, you know what's the first thing and what God still teaches all of us every day is how much he loves us. Man, I had this encounter with God the other day. I was on an airplane. Man, it was so awesome. I was just bawling uncontrollably. And people were looking at me. And I was in first class. That's right. Pastor Fly's first class. Deal with it. I fly hundreds of thousands of miles every year. And if I don't bump up to first class with my points, I'm an idiot. And I was 
That's right. So that was a good thing. I was in first class. So even though I was balling, the stewardess brought me some nuts. You know, the hot nuts. Just kidding. I was bawling. Crying. You know what? I, it was in one of those encounters with God. I was like, I just, Lord, I can't believe you love me this much. I still can't believe that God loves me this much. And maybe you haven't experienced that, but I'm telling you, he does. And if you'll get connected to the source, you'll start having those experiences. Do you see what I'm saying? You know how much God loves you. Watch this. Then all of a sudden, watch. Now grace, not, oh, it's wrong. Now the grace of God, God's love, God's for you, teaches us how to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. I'm quoting Titus 2 in this present age. And to live what? Holy. Holiness is a by. Product. So we learn love, look, peace, joy. God starts working in us. What's the last thing there? What will it result in? Self control. I got my position right. I learn who I am in Christ. I assume responsibility. I start cultivating self control. All of a sudden, the right position has led to a better condition. And I can begin to walk in freedom from the things that once had me bound. Yes, you can. Come on, stand to your feet right now. Now, now the praise team can come out. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Come on, I'm just going to go over those seven things and we're going to enter a praise. Uh, we're going to praise God right now. Put them up there real quick. Come on. This is our, our declaration. Just no one go because we're going into a song, but I want to put them up there. Give me number one. Give me the blood of Jesus. Where are you at? Come on, everybody say the blood of Jesus. I'm staying connected to the blood of Jesus even when I mess up. Everybody say the grace of God. God's for me no matter what. He loves me no matter what. God knows my place. God knows my condition. Don't focus on your condition. Focus on your position. Don't focus on your weaknesses. Focus on worship. Come on, the grace of God. We've got the word of God. Come on, we got the word of God. We've got the family of God. Come on, we've got the power of praise, and we've got the power of prayer. Everybody say, stay. Come on, put your hands together right now. Put your hands together. Come on, let's worship. Let's worship. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.